We're here. All right. This is going to be a very exciting show now that I got this person to come on. Thank you. And my dear Morgan. I'm not supposed to say who's on the show yet. I am Brian Garrity with Keller Williams San Diego Signature. You're on Big Daddy Live. The only thing that I'm going to talk about today, and I'm going to talk about it with them, but I don't know if they've seen it. I know Wes has seen it. I give away the whole panel just by dropping first names. You need to check out on Netflix, The Politician. I cannot stop. I was compelled to keep watching it. Okay, that's my advice. Come back next week. Tell me I'm crazy. It's okay. But post about it. If you watched it, I'm curious if other people were tethered. Some people are like, it's okay. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. All right. And to my beautiful panel this week, we have Ricky Silber from Compass. Morgan McGuire from KW San Diego Signature. Yes. Oh, two KWs on the original KW Gangster. And Wesley Shaw from Movement Mortgage, also my spouse. Welcome. All right, guys. Did any of you guys watch Politician or see it? I kept seeing the preview for it on Netflix, it's but good. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. You it's good. To watch it's a Ryan Murphy one, so some people are like, oh, well, Jessica Lange keeps ending up being in the same role. It's like, who cares? It was good. Yeah. It was yeah. compelling. You have to watch some, because I'm like, it was compelling, right? Everyone has a different idea. But the preview looks good. I, it's well done. It's it's super well written. Well, all of his stuff is well written. Don't you think so? It was it was very well written. I thought that the the plot was not boring at all. It just it's got some. I kept like halfway through. I'm like, is this intentionally heavy and dark? But it's not. Re- I don't know. Is it? I think it's open for interpretation. It well, depends on what you're thinking. When Brian Garrity was watching, I was like, why does this feel heavy? The preview yeah. makes it look like a comedy. Is it not a comedy? No, it is. Okay. So it, dark it, comedy? A little bit. I can deal with that. No, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I wouldn't want to give anything away because they'd be like, what about A? What about B? What, what shows do you feel compelled to binge watch? Watch. I get time for like one show a night. So I really. I mean, you have no time. I really try to like be selective and ultimately I end up watching these dramas, you know, because I like cop, murder, like <laughs> mystery that good, type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like so, Law and Order type shows. I love I Law and Order. That's like one of those it. things that can come on, like they'll run reruns on TBS and like I'll like. Keep watching Zone it. out, and it's like, oh my god, I've seen all these no, episodes no, no, no. seven times. <laughs> you got me on Law and Order, too. Yeah. Mom. Uh, right now, my husband and I are watching Breaking Bad. We're binging Breaking Bad. Oh, timely. I never, I never got into it. Like, timely. It was one of his favorite shows, so he's like, I said, okay, I'll watch it with you, because he's been trying to convince me. And I told him he has to binge watch Sex in the City when this is over. Oh, that was a trade-off. <laughs> that yeah. was a trade-off. I don't know so. if that's worth it. <laughs> no, Sex in the City's good. Breaking Bad has been good so far. I, yeah. I'm not, I never got Sex in the City. I'm a gay guy. Oh, party pal, take my card, whatever you want to do. Me. I liked it. I love it. <laughs> it take show. my gay card, I'm sorry. But no, I like the girls in it. Oh, and on the politician, like, the gay guy would say this, like, like Bette Miller and like all these just A-plus people. Like Judas Light, just mm-hmm. really well done. Gwyneth Paltrow directs it. Um, Judas Light episodes. from like Who's the Boss? Yeah, she's still around. Yeah, she comes in. And, oh, just have to watch. She's the on. The it's show. really it's it's well done and it's definitely poised for a second season for sure. Which I didn't think that would. At the beginning, I was like, oh, they should make this and like stop while it's good, stop while it's good. But like by the last one, I'm like, they can't stop yet. I thought it was going to be a one-time thing. Do you guys know like when they, Breaking Bad? I love that show, and I would I couldn't watch a lot of it at once. Like, mm-hmm. how many episodes? Because it's heavy. A good three or four. And then yeah, by the time you're done, you're like, okay, I gotta unpack this stuff. 
that stuff exists. That's crazy. Definitely. I mean, uh, I'm super into the masked singer thing now. Oh, she is? Yeah, super into it. Oh, we watched that for a couple episodes. Yeah. It's, Have you watched Mass Singer? It's totally ridiculous to me. <laughs> I just can't. I tried. Yeah. I like that Amanda's yeah. getting into it. We're going to have her on the show in a couple hard. weeks. I don't mind the singing shows. I don't like that they're always two hours long. Like, no. I don't have two hours. Who's and I don't need to watch don't. a singing show you for two hours. You certainly don't. Like, no. I would be good with, like, a, like a quick 30-minute. Yeah. A couple people saying someone gets eliminated, there's a golden buzzer, and then we go home. We would watch American Idol and it would be like that three or four hour oh, long episode. would be like, oh my God, they're going to keep redoing it. Yet? He'd be like, babe, I'm promised. I'm like, I, no, I rewind. <laughs> you can't watch. Oh, that or Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Like a little kid. Should have been warning signs. You tried to talk me into that. I couldn't do it. No. I swear it's well I written. I promise. It. I promise. <laughs> if you guys would remove judgment, I you swear to you. I do. Like, I'm hardcore about it. Because it has... Boy, people can really, but it has like an intellectual sight. <laughs> Boy, doesn't that make me a Rhodes Scholar, for God's sake. It must have just gone over my head. <laughs> I think shows are a anyways, good way anyways. for people to escape, you know, what you're, what you're dealing with on a daily. You know, just no, have I'm a moment, really, a little respite, so a little reprieve. I think I'm due for a re reboot of that. Yeah. Are you down? Definitely. <laughs> I think I've seen it every episode 17 times. Now... You're with Compass. You know what I talk about on here. I don't care where anybody is. And some of my best friends are a Compass. My very best friend is a Compass. My dear one, the people that are there when you need them, no matter what, are there. How do you like being a Compass? I love being at Compass. I, you know, I think that it's... You have a good take on what's going to come. I, I think coming. that it's a really odd dynamic that realtors have this, like strange, competitive hatred for other brokerages. <laughs> I think that's super weird. So weird. Like, I have friends that... Everywhere. At, everywhere, you know, and, and we never go out and have drinks and like bag on each other's brokerages. I we just never, think, never. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, never do. It's we. super mm -hmm. odd. Like, I don't understand that at all. I think that having choices is great and everybody's different and being able to find some place where you fit is perfect. I agree. But Absolutely. for me, I've, I've really enjoyed my time there so far. Definitely. You know, San Diego is a big city, small town, and you're going to run into people and transaction and... Why would you want to make an enemy out of someone? It's so much a better use of your time and energy to just create that relationship and have it be friendly. And everybody's independent. And, right, and anyway, the, you're the, the brand. personality the brand. that you come across doesn't have anything to do with the brokerage that they're at. It really doesn't. It to, doesn't. To pigeonhole everybody and say, oh, I can't stand Coldwell Banker agents is super strange to me. I don't understand. Or you're like, oh, the KW agents, it's all a, <laughs> a call. <laughs> Someone likes cherry Kool-Aid. <laughs> hey! You leave my Keller Williams alone. I didn't mean Rick that is the one. Like, he's, he's grew I up in Keller Williams. Ten years. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's massive, actually. I got nothing but love for Keller Williams. Absolutely. Definitely. And I have nothing but love for you, because you Amanda, are one of my best friends on the planet. And I thank you. See? I mean that. Your and I'm a compass agent, so how oh, is we, that? Oh, we, we. Well, you know, like, just everyone we hang out with, like, it does, I have a lot of compass-heavy friends, but it's just because you get it. And a lot of KW people. I love KW. It's yeah, so beautiful. Too. I just, the same thing that I think happens, and I mean this, you know, I'm a big proponent of like, who cares? What, what, who cares? At the end of the day, you're the brand right. to your client, right? So it's just getting that mindset around it, and then where do you feel comfortable? Almost not so much for your clients, because I know like KW, <clears throat> like command and this and that, like, oh, it's the one-stop shop for agents. Some agents will be patient and be there with it. They do have a lot of great stuff in there. I just have to let you take a ride because you'll tell me. Because I'd be like, oh, that's pretty. Click here. No, 
But because this guy is so smart, he's my bulldog. He'll take it to the test, quite literally. Where I'll be like, "Well, eleven rainbows, let's go." Command's the best thing ever. Oh, I love it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I get in. and I'm like, never mind. As soon as I get to the next thing where it's a hiccup, I'm like, "Who can tell me what to do?" And everyone else is pulling their hair out. But it's give mad props to Gary Keller. I mean, he did. He dug his heels in. I mean, even in Compass, they have their. At least we're all digging our heels in on the technological standpoint. Just feels a little heavy. The technological well, yeah, yeah. stuff? <laughs> Some days. If they're doing it right, it should make it easier. I hope that's what we're getting. I think they're doing it right. I'm not the one to speak on it. I'll I don't mean Kelly Morgan, Williams. I, I just I mean do that to <laughs> as in the, the people out there. You know, like the technology should make it easier, not more complicated, or what's the point? I agree. Otherwise, Absolutely. we would just go back to legal pads. Legal oh, pads and tech oh, you know way to my heart, right? You are go all back about illegal pads, pads right now. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, illegal pads. Like, when you had to reach people because, like, you knew them, because there was a connection. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't, your pretty face didn't pop up on the internet and they picked Pretty Morgan or Pretty Ricky or Despicable Brian. You probably had one of those flippy Rolodex things on your desk. I did. Oh, they know. Hey, making me out to be a dinosaur. Uh, dinosaur. No, saying. that was a decade before me, but... That's when we a, had like the open planners and then you'd shove everyone's <laughs> cards into like the see through things. I'd be like, you know me, like I'd always shove them in there. It was all in your head, all those numbers. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. amazed by how many phone numbers you remember off the top of your head. I know some very strong, very productive, very good agents who keep their database essentially on a pile of napkins. I mean, <laughs> whatever works. If it works for you. Paper people. Yeah. If it works for you. It's not broke, don't fix it. That's right. That kind of a thing. <laughs> That's right. All right, so let's talk about They announced that Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, who I love both of them, will be the headliners at the Super Bowl in January. I didn't think twice about it. I thought, what yep. a great pick. What do you think? Just I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I am there for it. And I so, was saying earlier, I don't know when Shakira's last album was. I think like 2018, but J-Lo. I mean, did you guys see Hustler? Oh, I haven't seen that oh yet. Is that good? She looks amazing. And she does, like, she's all for 50. the... Oh, my God. I can't wait. And she's a great performer. Like, I follow her on Instagram. She looks great. So I'm excited. Do, do you ever see her take any political stance? No, right? I don't... I don't ever... No. It's more, like, lighthearted, all about the kids. Yeah. And then Shakira... Oh, but she's a UNICEF, UNICEF ambassador for one of those countries. I know where it is. Like, where, do you know where? She's... She's in Argentina. Yeah, it's like that. Like, right? It's one of those. Argentina, maybe. So she's had um, she had issues in terms of political. I think Jennifer Lopez has done a brilliant dance of like kind of just staying within the masses, not really having a definitive imprint on either side. Which, if you're a professional, that's how it should be, right? At the end of the day. But we live in a country with turbulent times, and the next topic is going to be really fun. But I love those girls, and I don't. So now there's people. I don't know, who cares if they're on the left, the right, my God, just find a day. But they're saying that this is going to have political impact. The two of them are out there to make a statement. I'm like, I don't think they have any statement. Who says that? Yeah. A bunch of news outlets. Pro well, again, news. <laughs> well, I think the media has to keep that narrative going to keep the eyeballs on the television. I think that sports and football, soccer, baseball, you know, that's there to bring the country together, unifies everybody. Regardless of what side, if you're blue, if you're red, if you're on this side of the aisle, if you're on that side of the aisle, I think that everybody should be able to put that aside and just enjoy the show yeah, like and have a good time. This many months in advance and they're already trying to blow it, it's like, leave the girls alone. They do a brilliant job. They do. They're brilliant entertainers. Both of them are brilliant. I mean, J-Lo has it down. Shakira, too. Like, 
they're People brilliant. are always looking for trouble. I, mm -hmm. I guarantee that that selection wasn't made to to spark political controversy. Thank I'm you. sure it was some statisticians in a room somewhere that decided that the two of them together was going to be what in sold Miami. the most ad revenue. And in Miami. Exactly. Yeah, which is like a hot spot. They're both part-time residents there. So I, I just think it makes sense to me globally. When they started to politicize it, that didn't make sense. Why like, does that have to happen all the time? Oh, I know, it's exhausting. It really is. You know how it is. It's so crazy. And I mean this in all the right ways, all full of love. Like our society, it's like you can't say anything without people taking it the wrong way. I'm like, okay, tap it, I'm 54. I swear to God, I've tried my best to say a PC, but I'm just gonna start saying whatever I wanna say, except for that. Well, people have all <laughs> these- tell me the right way. They have all these outlets nowadays, too. I mean, you used to get the newspaper and have the evening news, and then we have 24-hour news cycles now and, new and cable news and all these different shows, even The View now. We watch The View every night when we come home, and that's even turned into such a, a political hot topic cauldron of of different information and viewpoints and everything. I think it's really good for people to share it and to have that dialogue, but at the end of the day, like it's a little bit too much, uh, you know, taking their viewpoints and and just getting them out there, or or how the viewpoints are even formulated and how you have to always be hearing, is this right? Is that wrong? Is this right? Is that wrong? How about it doesn't matter at the end of the day? Like, does it really need to <laughs> matter? Who did what? At you know with certain information or how they feel about a certain way. I would love to see us get to a place as a society where people can have disagreeing, disagreeing viewpoints and just have constructive, you know, conversation without it being an argument because I think that's what makes us great is that everybody can have a different viewpoint and it doesn't have to be a fight and I'm not the same as everybody else nor do I want to be. So. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. I swear to God, friends. maybe it's just me. I swear to you. Probably it's the dinosaur take. But didn't it used to be like that? Maybe not. Uh, I don't remember people. They'd always say like, you can't talk about sex, religion, or politics. Well, now we talk about it. But that would have been like the code for how you interacted with your neighbors, mm -hmm. how you interacted with the public. Like my mom would tell me that when I was 25 years old. Like you don't talk about these things. Like watch your mouth. You just will pour it out there. Like, because you should just say what you mean. She's like, with a filter. My 88-year-old mother, who would probably be 98 now, 99, she was very wise. Anyway, it is true though. Next topic that you're gonna love. Speaking of since we're on politics, let's keep it here. The impeachment proceedings, which there's not gonna be a bunch of big drama about it. At the end of the day, I don't care. But I will say like, this time, I'll get pelted on, pelt away, this time, this time, they have them. But does that mean it's a good idea or not? I don't know. I go back and forth. It's such a blatant disregard for what we stand for. It's a crime what he did. Like, he's forwarding foreign pressures that we give money to. to co he's in collusion again. I know nobody believes that, but, like, what do your guys take on it? I think good or bad, the impeachment process? I can't wait for the impeachment process. Okay, like, that information needs to be investigated. That information needs to come to light so that everyone can formulate their opinion, right? So they'll have the committees and they'll have the information presented and people testifying. And then everyone can formulate their own decision and their own uh, viewpoint on it. Like when you, know, you see this news on CNN or on Fox News or whatever channel you watch, you know, they've already formulated these opinions and they're just feeding them to the public in mass. And so I think that 
you know, having going through the process is a good thing so that everyone can get the information and formulate their own opinion, either agree or agree to disagree at the end of the day. Um, I just can't wait for this administration to draw to a close and we can get to a place where we have someone who is more presidential or better representative of the people. Well, that's the thing, right? It is read. drawing to a close. And so, like a lot of things, I think that so much of this is just motivated by 2020 by mm -hmm. election year. votes you know what i mean and and showing everybody what stance you're taking and and i think that a lot most politics on both sides is just so both disingenuous sides. it's really hard to mm -hmm. get behind anybody mm -hmm. i might give you trace back some of the democrats their ideology like they were the ones that prompted slavery sorry they were right the, back in the initial stuff like it all started with democrats it did anyway all Go here. read about it. Don, I want to educate you on it. My God, we have more fun things to be talking about. It's the people's ambition, right? They, their drive and ambition that starts to muddy the waters, and I think it clouds their judgment of what's right and wrong. Decisions are made by, by the money that drives the votes. Oh, yeah. And not by the will of the people. So the system I almost is broken. Want to give a break. That system is for sure broke, regardless of who's in place, because right. there's always money yeah, and interest exactly. being retained. It doesn't so, like, matter what you put there. Trumpers, I, I just gave you one right there. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter who's in place. Anyways, I have a lot evil. I want to say. What do you think, though? I'm, over, I'm afraid it's going to backfire. I don't know. Like, it, my insides are like, they better. You need to make a point. The president can't get away with basically extorting other company, countries. You can't. Mm -hmm. yeah, it better. Is it going to blow up 2020? It could be. Everyone thought Clinton was done in the 90s, done when impeachment happened. He came back stronger the second time around. So I hope people are thinking, although he was worried getting impeached over a blowjob or something else versus, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Think about it. But he did not Trump. have sexual relations with Oh, that's woman. right. Thank you. There you go. Yes. I lied. There you go. That was, so he lied. But I think today most people would kill to have a blowjob be the biggest problem with the administration. <laughs> Definitely. Right? So but do you, you see how like, it could work? I mean, I was on that side of the aisle. I didn't have a problem with it. That, that I would have a problem with is it the fact that I know I didn't have sexual. Rape. But he was an attorney himself and a bright one, a Rhodes Scholar, like positioning the law is great, right? Right. 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 What do you think about it? I, I agree with you about the blowjob being their biggest uh, worry. Oh, stick on that. I'm not. But wait, stick blow on jobs? that. No, blowjobs always. <laughs> I'm talking about the, how we said about three-year-old and your, how you could bribe her with pancakes. Tell me about your beautiful daughter, my little niece. Oh, three-year-old three soccer. Three-year-old soccer is chaos. That's, that's really all there is to it. Minutes on it. You, you got games going on with multiple balls on the field. <laughs> Almost so everyone's crying. No one wants to be there. It's, it's just chaos. And how do you bribe Charlie, my sweet, sweet little? How she was not super, super into smart. it. She was kind of just not having it. She didn't really love it, but we basically told her that if she went back on the field, we would give her pancakes afterward, and that seemed to do the trick. And so we were catching up, and I was like, God, remember the days when like the pancakes were enough to be like, yeah, heck yeah, or ice cream or whatever your thing of choice was. And then we were talking more. I was like, oh, I wish we'd be back and I would be in that. And you were right. You're like, there's some days 
pancake sound just good to me. Like, that's perspective. That's right, proper perspective in the right moment. Like, nothing is that big or that heavy that the world, well, there are some things, but like, nothing in our day to day is that big or that heavy. The promise of pancakes could definitely sway my decision making. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Noted. I was like, my name is Mexican Cook. What would be yours? Mm. Um, With him, I swear, you'd be like, Sally. Something, <laughs> I love this man more than anything, but blah. Beats? Avocado. Oh, beats. Yes, yeah, your beats. I, don't, I can't do beats. A beat. No. They're really your, good. <laughs> that would be your bribe of choice, a beat? No, it would be oh, something else bad. fun. Beats taste like sweet dirt. I just can't do oh, it. That's an interesting te- mm. take on the texture. They are a little gamey. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of, it's got an odd thing. They do know. come from the earth. Yeah. And the, I, like, what, what would be one of yours? Like, In and out burger. See? Everyone's got and I don't even eat meat, just a grilled cheese. But will you eat Their the fries? Their grilled cheeses are good, though. I will eat the fries, yeah. I don't love the fries. They get soft really like fast. I don't fries either. They're terrible. That's a really polarizing topic. People either love In-N-Out fries or they hate In-N-Out fries. There's really no middle ground. You have to eat them so fast or they get soggy so quick. Yeah. I do eat the fries before the burger. Yeah, that's probably why you like them. the fries in the burger. There you go. Mm. And they're that's... the animal style. I never get. I always get it because I like it. I don't know like, what that even it's is. It's like grilled onions. I don't know. Why does it so, have to have a secret password to order a Dane cheeseburger? Like, I want Thousand Island and grilled onions on my... I don't have to say wild animal style. Just my tell them. Just tell them that. Yeah. Is that <laughs> what yeah, animal see, style that's is? That's simple. Yes. I need to uncomplicate myself. Animal Thank style you. is grilled onions and, and cheese, Thousand Island. Cheese, grilled like, onions, Thousand Island. But the, grilled, but the Thousand Island and the cheese already come on the burger. No, the animal style with the fries. Yes. You put it on the fries. Oh, on the fries? Mm. That's disgusting. Chi- oh, no. Mm-mm. Some people like it. No. I think Broker Bob's reaching out to us. You he can would. agree to disagree. He would be. Does he like animal fries? This is better than the view, he said. <laughs> oh, yeah. <absolutely laughs> this is better than the view. Yeah, go J-Lo, go Shakira. Heck, yeah. Uh, try online with, the, with his Rolodex. Try again, Garrity, with his Rolodex. I need my glasses too. Lots Definitely. of technical difficulties. Lots of static on the mic. Oh. And people are saying, "Hey, hey, yeah. Sue." Who's that? Hey, me? Bob. Is my mic fixed? Oh, it's there goes your mic. <laughs> All right. Now Ricky's mic is. <laughs> hey, Bob. Hey, hey, hey. What would we do without you? Did you like that? It is better than the video. I record that. He watches it every day too. You're right. I love you, Pat. What does Susie Q tell us from the top? I'm sorry. What's the view? Oh, the, the view is like the panel with all the women. Lots of what? Oh, static on the mic. I'm sorry, sure. guys. We got that fixed. Yeah. And what's the next one? Uh, Carrie, do you have it? Uh, that may be the line of the week. We'd kill for a blowjob to be the biggest concern. Yeah, there you go. I'm actually right. You're on Big Daddy Live. Let's see. We're going to do the quote of the week. And Susie, I forgot how it works. Ricky just asked me something. Tell me. Yeah. You got to watch this, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, what's the view? What's oh, the yeah, beard? Oh, okay. Like, he knows what it is. He's it's on ABC. You totally know that the view. Like, cable. And it's like on Netflix. Cutter. I can't see it. It's you on. You can watch it on Netflix. Yeah. It's on air. You know me. Does this seem no. like something I would watch? No, no. I don't Probably think it would be on your radar no. zero. All right. No. All right. I, I want to know before we wrap it up, though, the impeachment part. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Are the Democrats making a mistake? No, no wrong or right answer. Are they making a mistake or is the timing right to send the message? I think that it's right that they're, they're making an inquisition. I think it's going to end up being a big distraction. Mm-hmm. I think that any time there's, there's plausibility of a crime having been committed, that the, the, you owe it to the people to investigate it, however that turns out. I agree. Out. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
we're taking all politics out of it. You're really looking at, really, at the end of the day, like the prima facie case of like, President of the United States is breaking the law and getting away with it. So like, how does that show up? Then you try to say that, and they're like, Brad Clinton did, Brad Obama did. It's like, no, 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 back down. Like, he's so brazen and just doesn't, <laughs> which some days I'm like, I kind of like that about him. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Like, if he's going to call the Ukraine and tell the, t the president, if you want your money, do me a favor, I'm like, is it bad that for a second I'm like, well, business gets done somehow in this world, and no matter how good of a guy you are, how much you're dedicated to whatever, like, it can still bowl you over. But so, I don't know. You Call me definitely, crazy. I think it's important too because you're setting you're setting example for future presidents that that's mm -hmm. not okay. That people are going to hold you accountable. When you're on a stage that big, it, you need the to, world's biggest. You need to be considerate of the actions that you take. That's, is that too much to ask? What do you think? I think you said it earlier in tech. I agree. I I think I think it has to do with the election being next year. I I can go either way. If they blunder it, I don't. Well, look, he's literally so pompous and just doesn't give a shit. Like, look, he's Teflon by his own device. He really is. Like, he don't care. You can keep throwing it at him. I don't think he has full understanding of what it means mm -hmm. to be the president of the United mm -hmm. States. I'm sorry. Or maybe he does. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's just like, man, but I don't think so. Not on the level we're talking about. I think there's for sure about. a lack of mental capacity with that man, for sure. I agree. There's I mean, you can tell by the way he talks in front of the country. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> Anytime, kind of crazy. lots of times. So we're gonna have like the quote of the week on the show, okay. and then if they heard it on Podbean, they get a ten dollar gift certificate. That's cheap. They get a twenty five dollar gift certificate to Amazon. And if they heard it on this Facebook Live, it's a twenty five dollar gift certificate to Amazon. What Sue's gonna do is Sue's pushing out the uh, the soundbite of the week, and when you're watching the show, if you can pick out the timestamp where it was, and you're the first person that does it, then you'll get this gift. So you have to watch the replay. Cool. So we're like getting like between four and six thousand views. The the quote of last week was <laughs> escrow hags. Those escrow hags. Now I'm not talking about anyone. <laughs> I promise. I know. Like when that popped up on the feed, like, she posted it for me. She's helping us. I'm like, oh god. Oh well. Yeah. And I was gonna be like, oh maybe. I think I said like, oh god. I want some of the escrow officers to come after me because I love probably. Mm, 90% of them. You're not talking about them. No. No, I wasn't. But that other 10%, they are haggy. They always have their stick out. It's like, no, I love my brookie. Anyway, everyone loves their escrow officer, whoever they use. I hope so, anyway. Why would you send business back that way? I've used my escrow officer for 10 years. See, this is why I love him so much. Loyalty. Is royalty. French Across multiple companies. Right. I mean, that, that's the beautiful part about real estate. As we talk about real estate, we'll talk about rates real estate and the recession coming. You want to start at rate? Sure. Leave it to the lovely loan officer for Movement Mortgage, who you really are a great loan officer. Well, I think that yeah. a lot of people just get caught up in what's happening right now and if there's going to be... I know I'm having a lot of conversations with people where they're saying, I'm just going to wait. And it's like, well, what are you waiting for? Look at the opportunity cost that you're losing out on when you do wait. You know, and the rates, yes, the rates are low in comparison to where they've been or where we were going just November of last year, up towards the fives. So I think you need to step back and take a look at the bigger picture and the cost of waiting factored into everything. And is it really a better deal to wait to try and grab a lower price? Do we think that prices will go lower? Because, you know, the last time we had a recession, it was a bubble, and we don't have mm -hmm. anything bubbly about 
this real estate market that we're in. That is the crazy part. You have a good take on this. Econ data is good. Yeah. It's still good. And, and rates are really low and have gotten better. And I think that there's just so much more upside risk than downside risk in rates right now. You there's know, I think people are holding out for an eighth of a point and they <laughs> cost themselves a quarter of a point, if not more. And I think when you're looking at 3.5 today, yeah, crazy. you should take that all yeah, day. Run. Yeah. Exactly. Like, do you think I, typical human behavior, like three and a, I can get three and a quarter from down the block. It's like, but you're not going to get the level of service or the people who really intimately know the business, like us on the sales side, you on the loan side. Please pay attention, but you can only advise. I've really gotten that at the end of the day. And like, if you want to take that risk, advice. go for it. Take but it. right now, you know for sure you can get three and a half. Here's the biggest problem, is that because lenders are viewed by the consumer as such a commodity, commodity. you know, they're only looking at, at APRs, and the biggest problem with that is that lenders are not all advertising APRs the same. Yeah. So I just had a client I called Wes about recently um, where the lender wasn't doing a good job explaining exactly what was going on with, you know, the rates and, and, you know, what he was paying for and all of that. So he was like, here's my rate. I was like, that's a great rate, you know? And he said, will you look this over for me? And I said, okay, well, you're paying a point on it. And he's like, oh, what do you mean? I said, well, it's costing you $9,000 to get three point, you know, three, six, two, five. And he was like, okay, well, is that good or bad? And I said, it's not good or bad. I mean, there's a, there's a break even calculation that needs to be made so that you can see like, how long do you have to hold this mortgage before it makes financial sense for you? And when we calculated it out, it was something like six and a half years. And I said, look, if you're going to live in this house estate. for 10 years, then it's fine. If you're going to live in this house for five years, then you're throwing your money away. You know, mm -hmm. and then he went back and requested that the lender provide him a variety of scenarios. And, and we looked and we kind of crunched numbers on it. And as it turned out, it made the most sense to take the $800 credit versus oh, paying any points. So he took the three and a half rate with no, <laughs> yeah. and, and it credit. was great, and, and it made perfect sense. Mm -hmm. But the biggest problem is that the, you know, the lenders know that they're gonna get shopped against other lenders, so they have to put the best number out there that they can. And it's really hard to hide the APR and really easy to hide the points paid. Yeah, oh, and so it's you need really to pay easy to hide the points paid. You need to pay attention to all the 5,000 papers that you get, look at all the ones with numbers on them because know people don't do that. that's where the story's getting told. We have a really good conversation with a really good loan officer that's just gonna break it down and cover those bases like you did with your client. You're gonna cover those bases and you're gonna explain the calculation and help them figure out the best option for their scenario. The fact that he wasn't given options and the fact that nobody explained like the break-even timeline calculation to him was the scariest part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's because he that's had a options. good indicator. Yeah, right. Yeah. The fact that he had a push to even get options is maddening. And saved almost ten thousand dollars out of pocket to take a quarter of a. Can point you believe more. that? That's yeah. the thing. But the like, that's why I'm not worried. Yes, I'm my bias. You're my spouse. But outside of that, like, I would never have to worry ever. Like, you start the right way. Like. Well, what's your payment comfort level first? Not like, 
we know we can approve you for 700, but like, here's a letter showing you're really approved at 1.2 million. Like, that doesn't make any sense. No. And it pushes people in the wrong way. And that pisses me off when I have a client where like, the lender is setting them up, which you would never have it from Westshot Movement Mortgage. You would never have it from Amanda Silbert Movement Mortgage. I'm not saying that because they are close to me, because I know their integrity and their ethics, both of those. They're, they're the closest people to me on the planet, and their ethics are in alignment. So I'm tired of these lenders that are like, hackers that just send out a bunch of crazy because you're more concerned about the person understanding the process what they're getting themselves into or not the comfort like, level definitely yeah. like you said it's like, like oh here's the rate okay we'll take care of you blah 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 and then that never happens or that education component whenever i'm having to explain the mortgage which i rarely do because you're on all my buy deals for sure but at the end of the day like i'll be reminded when there's another lender like Oh my God, it's screw the fact that he's my husband. Even if he's not, I'll still send him all my deals. Joking. That would be a bad joke for right now. But joking. Uh, we need to do a better job as an industry taking care of the consumer. I agree. That's, I think that's most important, definitely. And that's why I start my conversation off with comfort levels because I remember when I started in the business back in 04 and we had to help all those people get out of bad situations that they got themselves into you know, up to 07. And then everybody was just fakakta trying to deal with their payment and what they were and weren't comfortable with. And so many people were not comfortable and had to exit the home. Because all they were concerned about was ringing the cash register over and over. Ringing the cash mm -hmm. register, focusing on that lowest rate, not realizing that they were getting into some pick of option arm type situation. 100%. And people are still traumatized. It's 2019 and I've dealt with multiple people that are still traumatized from that happening back then. Definitely. I think knowledge is power in that yes. situation. Just educating people on the options that are available and helping them feel more comfortable because every time I talk to somebody and they're anxious about their situation or what they're going to be looking at in terms of buying a home, once we go through the process of talking about it and educating them, anxiety levels go down and everyone starts to feel more comfortable about it. And that trauma is healthy, you know, because we, you mm, should, yeah. everyone should have the idea that they should be questioning what they're being told instead of taking right. it for somebody else's word. I agree. Yeah. Especially when it comes to something that's, that big. that's got that big of a financial impact on you. All day. So, so I'm down with the trauma. Yeah, Can that be the quote of the week? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Well, I think it's better than what on there. Tell me about the recession, what your thoughts are. And since you, well, yeah, you've been through a severe one, actually. It's so... The econ, like I said before, the econ data is still good. You know, it's it there's a lot of weird things going on with markets right now. If you're watching the bond market at all, it, it's pretty telling. Um, I think that it really depends on how the administration handles it because they've essentially shown a strong willingness to yeah. just keep throwing QE at it, yeah. right? Like we had some rate hikes and some, you know, what were the cuts for? Why? What was that? You know, why did we need the cut so that we could get another 700 points on the Dow? Or, yeah. you know, is there really something telling in the data that says we're headed toward a recession? Because I have a feeling that a lot of that pressure from the Fed was more interested in propping up equity markets than it was in propping up the economy. That makes sense. We had so, 50 out of 51 economic reports strong. It was only inflationary data that was weak. Right. That's the only one. So I believe, I, I agree with you in that comment. I think that. Not that my opinion matters, but we should. Yeah, it does. They should be more responsible with that tool because it's an important tool, the Fed rate. And I think it's that hugely important. using it to prop up equity markets is not the correct use of, of that tool. 
which is what I think most people, when they talk about rate, they're not under, they're thinking, oh, my mortgage rate. It's like, mm. no, your mortgage rate will be impacted, good or bad. A lot of times it's already priced in, like the mortgage companies are ahead of you. Not always. They're like, we, I haven't seen you have very many midday reprices for the worst lately, have you? No, we do have them from time to time, but not a lot. Not big not swings right, like, not we've not big like we've had in yeah. more tumultuous times. Just interesting. I, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, we, just, when the shit really hits the fan, we're going to be glad that we've got a couple, you know, cuts in the pocket. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree. Uh, keep the tools in the toolbox. I like that Powell stood up to Trump and said, no, I'm going to serve my term. I'm going to be independent. Yeah, it was cool. Try and fire me. I'm yeah, not going that anywhere. Was cool. I, I actually, that was it, the last person I thought should be helming at the feds, but like, yeah, you stay there. Bam. I loved it. <laughs> right. How is the real estate business for everybody? Like anything else, it depends on where you're working. I mean, I agree. You know, if you if you watch the national news, there's a lot of a lot of fear a lot. about the market, but not what we're seeing here necessarily in San Diego. No, it's very starting like middle of the country. Well, it is. It, they're the first one to react and the first one to. They're living paycheck to paycheck. Most of these people. And we're so rate dependent. I mean, you really saw it like at the end of Q4 last year when rates went up high, you felt yeah. it in the market. You Definitely. felt the inventory stay on longer, days on market came up, we started to accumulate more. Um, but you know, as soon as rates came back down again, it was just business as usual and inventory is still super low here. So that being said, rates right this second are super good and that's why the market is so hot right now. Yeah. Um, but that could all change real quickly depending on what happens with mortgage interest rates. Literally every day. We're very rate sensitive. We're yeah. extremely rate sensitive. Yeah. We're so volatile, it's crazy. When you talk about a condo's median price being above 400000 yeah. in San Diego, and you talk about the rate going up just a little bit, it impacts the affordability. I think that's really what starts pumping the brakes in people's minds when well, they start not, seeing those you know, payments go Our median prices are so high here that, a lot, unfortunately, a lot of people Mm -hmm. are really pushing their debt to income ratio in or order to make it happen. And so those people are extra sensitive to rates because a quarter point takes you out of the market completely. Absolutely. And that's a, to go back to what you're saying about recessions. You know, looking back at the last five recessions, we always see that interest rates are lower coming out of the recession than when we're going into the recession. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we have a period of lower rates ahead where that will stimulate and spur more real estate activity. They're saying about you know three million people will become unemployed in the coming recession that we're going to see, but about six million will become eligible to buy because it'll become more affordable for them. These people that are pushing right. their limits definitely. It's like if you have someone that's hinging literally on their budget and it's a difference of a quarter point in rate. I'm just like, that's scary. There's got to be, but it's true. That's most people. That's where they're at. That's probably why they're fighting over a quarter. A lot of the people. Well, and it's almost <coughs> irrelevant here because you have people giving advice that isn't necessarily bad advice, but they're saying, you know, you you can qualify for a mortgage this big, but you shouldn't be spending that much money every month. But then the alternative is not buying anything yeah, because because no man plan. if your affordability is three hundred thousand, well, there isn't a lot of inventory under three hundred thousand. Oh my god, somebody did. Um, and it would have been a really great applicable. It's like, yeah, go out and buy that new iPhone. It's just gonna flush down a portion of your down payment. But just the way of looking at it, and I was like, but you're not in San Diego. Oh, I saw that. You saw yeah, that I one. Saw it was that a good one. Everyone was stealing it and sharing it. Like, yeah. I, it was, it, it was the point well taken. If you're in the middle of the country where things are two hundred fifty thousand dollars a single family mm -hmm. residence, mm -hmm. you can get in. But it was a good one. 
Yeah. Like, the people that have to get new iPhones every year. It really mm -hmm. puts into perspective, like, what that money could be used for. It was for. good perspective. It was like, you can spend 1200 bucks on this, but I, I liked it. I yeah. saw it for a moment. Oh, I like that. Okay, next. <laughs> squirrel. You know what I mean? Like, squirrel. Next day, I was like, ah. How many right. people have the new iPhone? I don't yeah. have it. I don't. Yeah. I don't want a yeah. new phone. Yeah. I love my phone. I got burnt out buying new iPhones. We did that for a while. What I just do you love have? my phone. The I hate XR. losing all my stuff. Oh, it's newer. It's newer, but it was only because my other phone was dying. Yeah. yeah. Other I always than that, they're all the same. I don't yeah. care. I picked this one because it's got a bigger battery, and I'm on my phone all day. Oh, I have to do it that way. I don't do anything fun or fancy on my phone at all. Like I could totally. I'm one of those people. I could go back. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like when to we a go flip to, phone? to a BlackBerry. Okay. Oh yeah, BlackBerry all day. <laughs> I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need the email for sure. But <laughs> when they say, once you go, yeah. never come back. I was the last person. Ask people around the office. I was the last person walking that. around with my BlackBerry, and everyone was like making fun of me, and I was like, "This thing is rock." Solid. I love that. I, I, I learned. I love the BlackBerry. Oh yeah. My first time, I'm like, "Oh, I'm never gonna learn this again." Another age-old problem, right? You're not gonna learn it. Then you do it. Then you become accustomed to it. Just like when we're like the iPhones. I'm like, "Yes," and give me the 512 gig. This and that. West is like, you do your email, Facebook, maybe text. He's like. Why do you need 512 meg? I don't know. I just want the best one. <laughs> the evolution of Brian Garrity. Yeah, I just want one that works when you pick it up. Yeah. But it's not super minimal. See, that in my head. Like, they're like, no, but not the, is it 128? You don't want the base model? No, I do not. No. I don't feel very base. I don't even have anything on my phone. Mm -mm. That's what I'm saying. I see people though, at the have end of the pages day. and pages and pages of apps. I'm like, what do those all do? <laughs> Take up space and track their asses. Mm -hmm. The only thing I really want to be able to do for my phone is like order Chipotle to go, and then I'm good. That's good. Or we like, uh, what's the menu order from? Like DoorDash or Uber Grubhub? Eats. Uber Eats. Don't yeah. please don't get me started. On oh, that. you guys super pissed. Do you, Mark? What do you guys use? I use, uh, well, we use Papa John's, the app, for yeah. delivery, and then we order Ike's on the app too. But I don't usually what do like Ike's? the services where they deliver unless we're like traveling and we don't know where They're we are. They're all trash. And yeah, because your food gets there, and like it's somebody true, that works though. for a service, like a third party, has like had your food. I'm weird about that. Oh no, no remember that? I'm so weird about remember that trash. surveillance camera where the dude was. And this is Licking in the last the month or two, mm -mm. where like he licked the food. They caught him twice spitting in the food and like licking the food. I'm like, uh, uh, I can't eat anywhere that's not Fleming's or something. Like, they wouldn't do it there. At it's least like, you get the food, though, after he licks it. Half the time, I don't get the food. <laughs> Tell us the I last story. Tell okay. us the last story really quick. As we got to end on these food. Look, you guys are all amazing. Morgan, give yourself a plug and how the people can reach you. My name is Morgan McGuire. You can reach me on my website at morgandmcguire.com or on my cell phone at 619-885-9284. I'm an agent here in San Diego. And I had the pleasure of working with Brian, and She's I amazing. work with Wes. And She's amazing. Ricky and I have never transacted before, but we're familiar we in the industry. We'll transact. Yeah, there you go. We definitely will. So, reach out. I'll be happy to help you. And another one of my—I don't want to start crying—but one of my dear people on the planet, like, they will rally around all of you. Like, thank you, um, Ricky Silver of Compass. Tell the people how they get a hold of you. MySanDiegoHomeSeeker.com um, or just call me on my cell phone, 619-540-9409. They're both amazing. That's what I love. Like, we talk about choices. There's lots of And different fits. Like, I'm getting tired of story. Like, maybe I should be doing the senior market. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just don't feel that old. But like, oh, 
Damn, yes, I do. People kill it in that market. They do. Yeah, that would be one. Definitely. For me, you can go to shawhomeloans.com or you can just message this one on Facebook. He's always on there. He'll let me know. Hey. He's always on there. Not as much as you think, but probably more now. Do we, did I hit all the comments really quick? Susie, Jody, hi, you guys. Love you. All right, everyone who's watching, we love you guys. Next week, we have some more surprise guests. You'll love them. Bath and Lexi and the title officer is going to be here to talk about some of the horror stories of title. The whole month of October is Bonnie Stark with First American. Um, but yes, October is going to be all ghoulish and scary stories. I think we could do a real estate one, a home inspector one, a title one, and ask, shoot, we could keep it in the real estate arena alone, but that would might be, well, horror stories actually might be for good segments. Wait, what's the quote of the day? Is that how this oh, it works? Comes up you after. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. The person that cultivates it, she comes. It. She, she well, now it. you have me all worried. No. No, Susie Thrum. All right, we love you guys. I'll see you next Monday at one. You've been listening to Big Daddy Live with your host, Brian Garrity, right here at BigDaddyLive.com. Catch our video live broadcast where you too can chime in, participate, and give your comments on Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to Big Daddy Live. You can also find us at your favorite podcast venues, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry, Spotify, 